All right, welcome back to the Blue Brother Sportscast. I'm Caleb, and with me is Brandon. And Brandon, did you know that there is something in this world that I hate more than you? Oh, Tuesdays? No, Michigan State. (laughs) (laughs) And Tuesdays. And And Ohio State. (laughs) And Ohio State and the DMV. And yeah, the list goes on and on. So I guess it's more than one thing. But this week, the thing I hate more than you is Michigan State. So uh, it is Michigan, Michigan State Week. And as Brandon uh, so kindly put right before we hit the record button, we'll probably blow through talking about the lines here and get into the Michigan, Michigan State talk uh, sooner rather than later. But we will waste no time and go to football talk. Okay, all right, we're done. All right. <laughs> I told you we're wasting no time. Go. You got five yeah, seconds. Yeah, let's no. thundergun this Lions preview here. Uh, so Lions take on the Cowboys at 1 o'clock on Fox. Um, Going to be a t- tough game for the Lions, you know, especially if Stafford can't play. Um, hopefully Driscoll plays a little bit better with, you know, a little more time to prepare. Uh, with the Cowboys on offense, they have Dak Prescott, at quarterback. He's got over 2,700 yards. Uh, he's got 18 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Um, you know, along with uh, Prescott, they've got uh, Ezekiel Elliott. He has 788 yards on the ground, uh, six touchdowns, and 192 yards through the air. Um, you know, their best receiver they got is Amari Cooper. He currently has 848 yards receiving and seven touchdowns. Um, you know, some yeah, they've got some talent there on the on the offense, they've got a solid offensive line. Uh, should be tough for the Lions to get some pressure on Prescott. Um, you know, this could be a tough matchup. They always have a hard time with Elliott, so we'll see how good that goes for them. Uh, on the defense, uh, their their best players are really like their linebackers. Uh, they have Leighton Vander Esch. Uh, he's one of the leading tacklers. They have Jalen Smith, who is the leading tackler. Uh, he's a he's very athletic. Linebacker, he can do a lot of different things. He can play in coverage. He can rush the quarterback. Um, you know, impact player there. Uh, and on a defensive line, they have uh, Robert Quinn. He's currently leading the team with seven and a half sacks. Uh, behind him is Demarcus Lawrence. He has four and a half sacks. And a couple guys can get some pressure on a quarterback pretty well. Uh, Lawrence, he was top five, I believe, last year in sacks. Um, so, you know, he's a pretty impact player there on a defensive line. Uh, in the secondary, that's led by Byron Jones, uh, Xavier Woods, and a familiar name for Michigan fans, uh, Jordan uh, Lewis. And, you know, that's really all I got to say about the Cowboys. Uh, you know, a solid team. Right now, they're 5-4. and four. You know, record's not too much different than the Lions. But... I guess all around, like a more solid team than the Lions. Mm-hmm. Anything you have to say about the game? Uh, I do agree. I think they are uh, more sound of a team. Also, I mean, not dealing with quite the extent of injuries that uh, Detroit is. 
And it always seems, I mean, I know there's like a dynamic there. I know Cowboys kind of take on the uh, sand of, you know, them against the world. But uh, there is always something between the Cowboys and the Lions. So they uh, kind of anticipate that the Cowboys with the Lions in their dire condition that they'll be able to handle them even though it's a home game for the Lions. So Yeah, really it's a, a must win for both teams. Mm-hmm. And I think um yeah, I don't know. The air's just letting out for Detroit. I mean it's kind of some of the same old, same old, but they're not in the greatest situation right now. But yeah, I know we'll talk a little bit more about it when we do our predictions, but Anything else for the Lions? No, let's move on to our main event, if you will. All right, let's do it. I hate everything about you <laughs> i don't know why that just well i mean i guess i kind of know why that just came to mind but just anyways this grace kick. <laughs> it is that wonderful time of year it is michigan michigan state week um yeah definitely looked like a bigger showdown at the beginning of the season but as always i mean it is a rivalry game you really never do quite know what is going to happen. And uh, as recent history shows us, because we don't want to dig into the past. No, just kidding. Um, The away team, the road team has actually been the winner in the past four years. So Jim Harbaugh has not beat the Antonio and the Spartans at home since, uh, since he came to Michigan. So uh, this looks like it could be the year. Um, This would be the first time that Michigan, if they pull off the victory, this would be the first time that Michigan has won back-to-back games against Michigan State since 2006-2007. Yikes. So that makes you feel good. But interestingly enough, in 2006, they were ranked number six, and they beat... um, MSU, and then the following year in 2007, Michigan was ranked 14, and they beat Michigan State. Last year, Michigan was ranked number six, and this year, Michigan is ranked <gasps> number 14. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, now, granted, this is um, this is the a- I have their AP poll number. Actually, no, they have. Oh yeah, the uh, playoff numbers came out tonight. Uh, I think they're 15 in the playoff. Um, so 14 in the AP poll. I don't know if this number six from last year, I'm assuming it's probably the, uh, playoff because that trumps everything now, but anyways, fun fact. So, uh, obviously everyone is, um, uh, pretty optimistic about this game. I mean, uh, there is that general conversation of how Michigan state seems to, uh, always find a way to at least put up a fight in this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last time that Michigan won 
by a decent margin was probably 2006. It was 31 to 13. If you really want to go to the last blowout one, you have to go to 2002. That was uh, 49 to three. So, um, it is not looking good for the Michigan State Spartans. They are averaging just 23.1 points per game they have allowed 23.6 points a game um michigan is uh scoring just over 31 points while only allowing just over 17 points a game um they're both averaging roughly about the same amount of yards uh 365 for msu 389 for michigan um as far as their rankings go uh, usually these two teams will rank pretty high in their defenses. So in rushing defense, you we find Michigan State with uh, the 16th overall um, nationally, and then Michigan comes in at 21. Uh, passing defense, though, Michigan State drops then to 53rd, while Michigan is 5th. So quite a drastic difference there. Uh, then we go into the, this one is the rushing offense. And neither offense is really uh, doing anything too impressive. Uh, Michigan State is at 106 with their rushing offense. And I'm looking at a list and I just lost Michigan. Oh my! There's 58, 58, 58, 58. Not missing a beat. Not missing a beat. We're we're moving right along. It's all good. <laughs> all right. And actually, so again, it, from our episode last time, I we talked about teams that have games with over a hundred yards receiving, things like that. And I keep bringing up, seems like week in week out, that we've got Nico, we've got DPJ, and we've got Tariq Black on the team. And Ronnie Bell, and yet somehow Michigan State has a higher passing offense than Michigan because they are <laughs> 65th, and Michigan is um, all the way down to 78th. So I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't know. I don't get it. That it that is what it is. So um, Brian Lewerke. Uh, has been kind of having a rough go as of lately. Uh, the team, uh, Michigan State as a whole, is on a four-game losing streak, uh, getting beat down by Ohio State and Wisconsin, a pretty tough loss to Penn State as well. But the toughest one was probably last time, as you mentioned, Brandon, uh, losing with a 28-3 to lead against Illinois at home. So Lewerke has 12 passing touchdowns, seven interceptions comparing to Patterson, who has 12 touchdowns and four interceptions. Uh, leading rushers are Collins for Michigan State, who has 715 yards, five touchdowns, and Charbonnet, who has 559 yards and 11 touchdowns. And receiving, you have Stewart Jr. for Michigan State, four touchdowns, 694 yards. And then Ronnie Bell with 460 yards. I'm sorry, 
471 yards and zero touchdowns. That is crazy. They have mm-hmm. but well, he and, dropped one. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Too soon, man. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry, I had to. I had to wow. mention it. You're, you're in timeout. You're in timeout. I'm muting your microphone. That is wow, that is savage. Um oh wow. So um yeah, Michigan State D'Antonio. Uh if for those of you who don't realize, um they had, if you remember their struggles last season, um, they, instead of deciding to release coaches and bring in some new new ones, especially for their struggling offense, they decided just to do a carousel and move coaches around and do different things. While that looked like it would work a little bit, um, especially now being on a four-game losing streak, things have not looked to be very good. Um a lot of people not really anticipating a whole lot from this. Uh, sounds like the Michigan players have been chatting a little bit about it. Of course, you know, I mean, the press meets with them every week. And uh, they're talking about, uh, you know, making a statement about the rivalry. Uh, I think it'll go well. I really do hope that it's not, I mean, not that I'm really concerned about it, but I just enjoy games that are not affected by stupid weather. Yeah, we're far enough out that it's it's too diff- too early to tell, but... Uh, I do hope that things are pretty calm on Saturday. Um, it is a noon game on Fox. Um, the overall record, actually, I didn't mention it before. Spurns are four and five and two and four in the conference. Michigan is seven and two and four and two in the conference. Brandon, what's uh, do you have some things to add or some thoughts? Now that you're out of time. Um, yeah, I'm out of time out now. Um, you know, mentioned, I guess, the game is at noon on ABC. Wait, ABC? Uh, you know, my favorite. Oh, it yeah, is. I ABC. believe it was ABC. Hey, Fox. I think now you have me second guessing myself. I hate you. I hate now you. Now I too. have to look. I, shut up. I'm looking. But this, uh, if it's wrong, then ESPN needs to like kick themselves. Oh, it's Fox. Oh, it is Fox. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I think I think you end. saw what um, is announced for. I think the Indiana game. They recently announced that. Anyways. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Anyway, um, noon game. You know, like we said, Michigan State always shows up for this game. You know, it doesn't matter how bad they are, how bad they seem to be. They always show up to play Michigan. You know, look at the team that was 3-9 and nine a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That team put up a fight. Yeah. You know, that was a more of a struggle than, you know, the, the score might show. Um, you know, I expect Michigan State to come out swinging in this. Uh, you know, it's really going to fall on Lewerke, who, you know, honestly, he probably should be in concussion protocol. We had sure. that. We had a talk earlier today. Um, if you haven't seen, check it out on Twitter. Uh, it was kind of trending for a little bit. Um, you know, kind of interesting story there. 
you know, and like you said, Elijah Collins, he is probably, you know, he's their best running back. And right now he might be their best offensive weapon since we don't know if Stewart's going to play. I haven't heard anything else about him. I, I know he didn't play last week against Illinois. Yeah, I have uh, not heard. Either, you know, they so. still have Cody White. He's a pretty decent receiver as well. He's second on the team in receiving yards. Um, you know, other than on those guys on offense, they really don't have much else working for them. Um, and it's kind of shown, you know, through the year. Uh, on defense, they do have a, some playmakers. Uh, you know, their best player on a defense is probably Kenny Willickis. Um Wait, what about Joe know, Bocci? Yeah, he's out. <laughs> Which I'm happy about because that guy just he just seems like a douche. Hashtag sad face. I'm sorry, but <laughs> he's just one of those guys that you know he just you look at him and you want to punch him in the face. <laughs> I mean, who has um, their initials tattooed one on each arm on the back of their arm in a stupid like script douchebag font? Oh, is it the? Uh... Probably not. Weird, you know? <laughs> it's not the old English. No, it's like a script, oh. I believe. Zapfino or whatever. It's something, yeah, Zapfino. Zapfino. <laughs> something, something weird like that. Anyway, um, yeah, he's out. So you know, it's a big part of Michigan State's defense. Uh, like I mentioned, Willikis is probably their best player in the defense now. He's got five sacks on a year. <laughs> Um, you know, kind of a down year for him compared to last year when he kind of blew up. Um, you know, they also have Scott in the secondary. Uh, you know, he's a pretty good defensive back. But, you know, Michigan's got four solid receivers. And, you know, even some of the younger guys like um, what, Jackson and Sanderson. Andrew still, yeah. Um, you know, good luck cu- covering those guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we could put Scott on one guy, but, you know, the other guys have got to have to step up for Michigan State. But, um, you know, I'm, I said on Twitter, too, like, you know, this is the week where I don't say anything. Mm-hmm. I don't make any claims. I don't talk any trash. I don't get uh, goaded into saying stuff. Because, um, you know, I work in Williamston, which is it's not too far from Michigan State. You know, that area, they're almost all state fans. I work with a lot of state fans. I work with a lot of vocal state fans. And, you know, they've been kind of quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, the ones that have said something, I just kind of like laugh. And I'm like, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see what happens in the game. Like, I'm not saying anything. Um, people have kind of just you know, expected that from me over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, and I've also said on Twitter, I don't think I've ever said it on the show, but I am almost to the point where I hate Michigan State more than I hate Ohio State. You uh, know, I, I hate Ohio State a lot, but Michigan State, I feel like their fans are just more annoying, and maybe it's just because, uh, you know, they're like that little, they're like that little dog that just follows you around yipping at you the whole time. Mm-hmm. And like you punt it across the room, but it still just keeps coming back. Yeah. Where Iowa State, I don't, every year, I don't feel like we're going to beat them. 
And uh, it was like, okay, you guys can talk crap about us, but I'm just like, yeah, not expecting to beat you anyway, so if you beat us, whatever, as long as we don't get blown out, which, you know, we did last year, but... <laughs> yeah, that's another <laughs> subject. Going, Michigan State, it's like, when they're good and we beat them, well, we just got lucky. But if they're bad and we beat them, they're like, oh, well, we're not very good this year. Yeah. And it's, you know, they could never just accept that. Michigan beats them, you know, just flat out. And I guess, you know, just them constantly running their mouths and stuff, and it's just, like, unwarranted uh, trash talk, I, I suppose. That just, mm-hmm. you know, just drives me nuts about them. And I maybe it's just, like, a different kind of hate. <laughs> well, it's another thing, too, that um, – because, yeah, this is the first year that we do the show together where we talk about this um, – you know, I mean, it's in-state rivalry, so, I mean, it's especially, like you said, with where you're at, it's so many state fans and everything, so, and I don't know what it is with where I live, but more often than not, if somebody's a football fan, they're Michigan State instead of Michigan, so, yeah. Um, But, no, I, I get it, too. Like, that's the thing, too. I don't. For both Michigan State and Ohio State, I don't talk trash around here just because I feel like there's nothing to stand on. Yeah, sure, Michigan um, won last year. Cool. So that's really kind of how it should be. And so Mm -hmm. until things start trending better, I'm just kind of like, you know, especially with the how inconsistent Michigan has been this season and everything. So, um I recognize the fact that, hey, you know, this is not a guaranteed win. So not going to talk like it is a guaranteed win. Um, But, yeah, it's uh, with Michigan State fans. I mean, they're just like everywhere. And that's why, yeah, dealing with Ohio State fans is easier because usually it's just on social media. I know a few, but they're not really too annoying. I mean, a a few of them are, but they're not everywhere like Michigan State fans. Yeah. I know and understand that any fan base can be cocky, arrogant, and annoying. But honestly, outside of the internet, any Michigan fans I know, I can only think of one offhand that is really arrogant and difficult to put up with. And I'm I'm a Michigan fan. Like, that's a Michigan fan talking about another Michigan fan. But it seems like so many state people I know, like, I don't even bother talking crap because we have no crap to talk right now, but they'll like, I see them all the time. It's not even football season sometimes. And like, there are people, there are some people who aren't even football fans who are just like, who just root for Michigan state. Like you could ask them a football question and they couldn't answer it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is fine. I mean, you know, that's, your level of fandom which i don't care i'm not like boasting about my level of fandom but it's just like even people at that stage are like talking crap for some michigan state fans and it's like you know come on but yeah no i i agree with you and can see well i don't say i agree with you i still hate ohio state more but i i understand and totally think it's reasonable that you're saying that you hate michigan state more than ohio state right now yeah and it's funny because um like you say, the people that don't even watch football are rooting for Michigan State and stuff. Um, so, I like I said, I work with a lot of state fans. Uh, the other day, news came out that 
um, former wide receiver Charles Rogers passed away mm-hmm. um, after his battle with cancer. And I was like, oh, you know, it's sad to hear, you know, he was a, he was a great player for Saginaw High. You know, he's from Saginaw. He went to Michigan State. He set records there. You know, probably a, one of the best all-around players that Michigan State has ever had, most talented players. And he was drafted number two overall by the Lions. And, you know, because of personal demons and, you know, off-field issues, he, you know, he wasn't able to do anything in the NFL and was out rather quickly. Um, you know, passed away at the age of 38 you know, battling cancer and liver disease. Um, you know, I kind of walked around at work and, like, said to some of the people who are Michigan State football fans, I'm just like, hey, did you hear about Charles Rogers? And they're like, who's Charles Rogers? <laughs> I'm like, well, he played for Michigan State, you know, in the early 2000s, and, you know, he still has a record for, like, receiving touchdowns. And, like, nobody knew who he was. And, like, I couldn't believe that, like, the three – or four Michigan State fans I talked to didn't even know who he was. Like this is one of your your school's like greatest players. You guys all know who he is. I just I guess that just blew my mind. Maybe you know Michigan fans are more you know into you know talking about great players and like great moments and things like that. I guess. Well, that's that's living in the past. <laughs> Exactly. And, um, you know, the only pass that Michigan State cares about is what, um, the, the late 2000s. Yeah, starting in 2008. Yeah, that's the only thing that matters, I guess. So he didn't play in 2000. He wasn't at Michigan State in 2008, so they don't know he even existed. Right. There you go. So, no. Uh, yeah, I, well, when you told me, I, I had to look him up, but we've gone over, like, when my football knowledge that kind of stuff kind of happened yeah and you're also you're not a michigan state fan true yeah (laughs) i feel like if you're a michigan state fan you should know who charles rogers is yeah i i can think of uh i can't think of specific years but uh players that you could bring up from early 2000s and things like that for michigan where i'd be like oh yeah i know who you're talking about well it'd be like almost like a michigan fan not knowing who braylon edwards is yeah yeah I probably would be equivalent there. Yeah, I probably couldn't share statistics and things like that, like you might be able to. But you seem to you well, maybe you're better with Lions than Michigan, but you always seem to know some of the numbers. But yeah, so fun stuff there, <laughs> Michigan State fans. But yeah, um, come Saturday, I mean. You know what I'm really hoping for for Saturday? Um, I mean, obviously, every Michigan fan is hoping for a beatdown. But what I really think would be good if Michigan comes off this bye week well, you know, sometimes they trip over themselves off of bye week. But I hope that the coaches kind of take the approach of, hey, you guys know what this is now. You guys have been playing well for however many games. I mean, they played – well for the second half of Penn State and then they really did awesome with Notre Dame and they did well with Maryland so it's just like you guys are prepared for this go out there and have fun because honestly I think they want to have fun and they just want to beat the crap out of Michigan State Mm -hmm. and so I really kind of hope that they do that because in the 
past, Michigan hasn't appeared confident. They haven't really appeared like they've had a lot of fun. Uh, you saw it a little bit last year. Um, it kind of started after the uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones long touchdown pass um, that they were having fun and enjoying it. I mean, you saw it a little bit um, that year when Michigan um, won with Jabril Peppers. Uh, he was kind of getting into it. But it's just like, you know, everybody gets into it and they try to have fun and they just try to, you know, have a beatdown. Mm-hmm. So... Um, because sometimes I feel like, I don't know if it's just the coaching staff, maybe. I know part of it's the coaching staff, uh, but maybe it's everybody. They just overthink it too much. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would say. Um, I think, uh, I mean, Michigan's been playing this way for the whole year. I mean, they're going to focus on the ground game. I, I really do hope that they uh, allow to open it up, though, because it seems like... Um, when the weather is good, they've been more open to, hey, throw it up to Nico Collins, kind of like they mm-hmm. used to do with Braylon Edwards. Um, and I really hope that they continue that because I think that that could be really good. Um, but honestly, with and I know that everybody's saying that Gaddis is calling the play calls, but I think there's still that Jim Harbaugh overall influence where it's the ground and pound, you know, more so than the passing game. Mm-hmm. So if there's enough of uh, success there, especially with um, having Haskins and Charbonnet now that they might do that most of the time anyways, and then throw up a pass here or there, but just essentially ram it down their throat. Yeah. And you mentioned, uh, you know, Michigan's sometimes struggling coming off a of bye week. Uh, Michigan State also had half of a bye week because they didn't show up for the second half of their game. Oh! <laughs> so, you know, they're oh. looking to bounce back as well. <laughs> Burn. Uh, that, uh, that was pretty good. Oh, uh, something, <laughs> something that we haven't really used. Um, a couple of things to mention, interestingly enough. I don't know if you saw this, Brandon. But in some of the media stuff, uh, Mark D'Antonio was actually, you know, nice about Jim Harbaugh. Did you see that? Yeah, he said that, um, what was it, Harbaugh was a Hall of Fame coach? Yeah, like if you're talking about him in college or NFL, that he's a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah, and then they asked Harbaugh if he could um, sum up D'Antonio in two words. He said intense and intense. Yeah, so I don't know exactly what's going on with D'Antonio. Um, Harbaugh's always been, well, as of recently, kind of low-key. But uh, something that uh, Craig and I used to have, and we used to use this quite a bit, was uh, this little sound here. And uh, it's, of course, there And so that would be the uh, good old disrespect train. (laughs) But apparently that is no longer being captained by Mr. D'Antonio himself. They're just kind of rolling with it. And I don't know, is he joining the fan base where they're just rolling over and saying, we're not good. Go ahead and do your worst. Yeah. Where the coal's kind of burning on the engine. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, that's, that that disrespect wells going up dry. I think. Yeah, I mean that's it was that was the talk year in and year out where it's just like how much, like even when Michigan State was really good in um, 2014-15, they were like in mm. the top ten. It's just like, dude, how how far can you take disrespect when you're in the top ten? Well, and it's just like they're in the top ten, but they're more worried about where Michigan was. Yeah. They're, uh, yeah, it's just. I've said it before too. It's an inferiority complex, mm-hmm. where you know, no matter how good they are, they just they don't think they're as good, or like they're just angry that Michigan's scene is better. I guess. Yeah. Well, if anything, they're probably they might actually. Well, depending on how they view it, if they liked Antonio, then they probably like the fact that Michigan State doesn't get as much attention as Michigan. They don't like D'Antonio. They might not feel the same because of all the uh, Lewerke and the um, concussion protocol debacle and everything. Things mm-hmm. are just not looking good there. But, hey, when things don't look good in East Lansing, it doesn't really make a difference because nobody really ever talks about it. Nothing ever happens. So <laughs> This is true. So who knows? But there are the talks of... Uh, what might happen at the end of the season. And I don't know, it might be, it might be building up to that, you know, having a um, three and nine season and then following up with whatever this is going to be right now, it's four and five and it could turn into uh, something else. Uh, Four and eight who they've got. Oh my God. If it's, (laughs) if they go four and eight, ouch. I could see um, five and seven because they've got Michigan, Rutgers, and Maryland. But man, if they if they lose to Rutgers, this Rutgers team, that would be might be a Where rough. is that game? Is that at Rutgers or at? It is at Rutgers. If they lose to Rutgers, they should just leave D'Antonio in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You're not getting on the bus. Okay. He'll be trying to get on the bus, and it's like in Forrest Gump, where they pick up Forrest, and he's like trying to go see the seat, and all these kids are like, "No, seat's taken, seat's taken." <laughs> Dude, I feel so bad for Rutgers. Oh my gosh, they, this is the la- the end of their schedule. They play <laughs> Ohio State this week, Michigan State after that, then Penn State. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, Remember, because I posted on, on Twitter, I was like, what would your thoughts be if Rutgers won out the rest of the season? <laughs> uh, that would be ridiculous. I did see um, uh, there was something about I posted about who's most likely going to win the East and the West, of course, you know, depending on how th- this weekend's games go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just kind of like giving Ohio State the win over Rutgers. And somebody was just like, yeah, but what if? And it's just like if Rutgers honestly beat Ohio State, that would probably be a bigger. Uh, they were saying that they feel it would be a bigger upset than uh, Appalachian State over Michigan, just from the span of how good one team is to compare to how bad another team is. Yeah, and I said too, like you know, if Rutgers beats Ohio State, I will buy a Rutgers T-shirt, take my picture, and put it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, and, and I, I probably, I don't know if I could really argue against what they said about the, the bigger win because Appalachian state was like the best FCS team mm-hmm. and they soon became an FBS team. And so they were doing well, like they were, they were on the up and up. They were doing well. Michigan, even though they were ranked, I think they were ranked fifth at the time. Uh, they wound up losing several games that year. And so honestly, by the end of the season, they weren't that great. I mean, they weren't a top five or a top 10 team. Because mm-hmm. um, then you contradict it to where Rutgers has nothing going for them. I mean, they have two wins right now. And the fact that Ohio State is undefeated this deep into the season and considered one or number two in the country, that would be a ridiculous span to take one of the worst teams in the country to beat one of the best teams in the country. It would almost be as bad as that, um, was it UMBC beating, was it Virginia in the first round of the tournament? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That would be pretty accurate, so... That would be crazy. But anyways, we're not – this is an Ohio State week. This isn't anything to do with Rutgers. But back to Michigan State and uh, Michigan. I think um, I think we'll kind of cover more in the uh, predictions. Was there anything else you wanted to kind of mention before the predictions? Or No, I think I got everything out that I needed to. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I had really anything else. I talked about the spreads. Always kind of an interesting one. Is the third down conversions? Uh, Michigan's at thirty eight percent, and Michigan State is at thirty six percent. I mean, there's not a huge margin there. Mm-hmm. That was on my list, and I didn't mention earlier. But, anyways, um, yeah, I think we'll jump into the predictions. We'll talk about the lines first. We'll we'll talk about <clears throat> Michigan and that whole list. So, to back it up for a minute. We've got the Lions. Uh, did not mention this before. The Lions are the home underdogs. Um, they are plus three and a half against the Cowboys, and the over/under is fifty-one and a half. So this is uh, they are predicting more of a um, scoring frenzy than the uh, Bears Lions game last weekend. So Brandon, what's what say ye about? Los Lions Cowboys. <laughs> um, man, it kind of depends on if Stafford's going to play or not. I'm not expecting him to play. I really can't believe he's going to be coming back from not being medically cleared to starting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in just seven days. Um, you know, I'm, pe- I'm expecting Dallas to win 24 to 10. Okay. 24 to 10, Lions lose, so then that will be put you on the not covering and the under. And so I am actually uh, right there with you on that. I already jotted down my score um, before you gave yours. Uh, I have the Lions losing. I have them not covering the point spread, and I have them with the under. But I have a larger margin of victory for the Cowboys because I just see this being kind of a collapse. Um, And I am saying that Detroit will put up 16 points, but the Dallas Cowboys will put up 31. So not, uh, 
I'm predicting that the uh, best home game to go to for the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then this gets into the interesting conversation about Michigan, Michigan State. I will start things off. Like I said, I'm. I, I kind of hate it a little bit because I was so pessimistic at one point in the season. Um, but Michigan really has kind of turned around. It is off of a bye week, so they're. I, I hope they don't come off rusty or anything. Also, Michigan State is not helping me with this situation because they're looking so bad that I'm thinking that things will be so good for Michigan. I think that this is more so the year that Michigan's like, hey, you know, this we're just going to land a knockout punch and, you know, we're going, we're going to handle this game. Uh, Michigan, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but they are a 13.5 point favorite over Michigan State. Um, I think that it might be a little bit of a slow start, but I think, you know, as I mentioned before, Harbaugh with the ground and pound philosophy, uh, they will slowly ram it down their throats. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll even be a defensive or special team touchdown thrown in there. Um, but I think the Michigan defense shows up and, um, doesn't shut them uh, shut them out, but shuts them down pretty convincingly, with a final score of thirty eight to ten. Nice. So uh, that would definitely be covering the spread. And Brandon, what do you have? Oh. <sighs> Man, you're 38 to 10. I would love to see. You know, I'd love to see a blowout. But I just, I know how this rivalry is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no matter how lopsided it is, you know, Michigan State always shows up to play. Um, and I just, I can't see Michigan really blowing them out. I, I do think Michigan's going to win, and the score I have is 24 to 13. Okay. I think it's going to be kind of a slow start, like you said. You know, maybe a little defensive struggle because Michigan State does have a decent defense. I think their problem is is that their offense is so bad that the defense gets tired quickly. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, I can't see. Michigan covering that big of a spread against Michigan State. Okay. A little bit more realistic. I know sometimes I get carried away. I was saying about my <laughs> optimistic. So, well, I would see the, the philosophy I've had, and I said this another year. I don't know if I said it last year. Uh, I, maybe it was last year. But what I would love to see is just like beating Michigan, beating Michigan State by a larger margin of victory than their biggest win since 2008 which I think was um, uh, I think their biggest win was uh, 24 points. So that's what I would love to see. And so that's mm -hmm. kind of what I'm I'm sending up for what I want. So don't let <laughs> me down. But anyways, we will we'll see how that turns out. Should be a Fun game Saturday, Saturday. I was talking about something with Saturday. Now I can't remember. Whatever it is, I don't care. I'm not doing anything besides a football game. Screw you, real life. 
All right. So then that brings us into our game locks of the week. I'll take the Big Ten. Brandon, you will have the NFL. I'm a little bit torn because I feel like um, it kind of comes down to two different games. And that would be Wisconsin at Nebraska, where Wisconsin's favored by 14 points, or Northwestern at home against Massachusetts where Northwestern is favored by 40 freaking points. Oh my gosh. I know. That's that's what my thought is. is just like Can they how, score 40 points? I don't know. I don't think they have. I really don't think they have this year. So it's really like what is, what is happening? I don't know. I don't understand. I'm going to go check right now. They are averaging. Shut up. They're averaging 11.1 points per game. And they're a 40-point favorite. How bad is UMass? They, well, uh, there's uh, is it Fernelli on Twitter? I can't remember who's with, but he does like the bottom 25 projections. Both yeah. uh, Northwestern and UMass are in the bottom 25 uh, for his list. Um, they put up 30 points. Against, uh, Northwestern put up 30 points against UNLV, and then everything else besides that. 7, 10, 15, 10, 3, 0, 3. And then they put up 22 against Purdue in a loss. Yikes. Man, four, so they so UMass would have to score zero points and they would have to score 40. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I, I cannot. I'm taking that. I'm taking Northwestern not covering the negative 40. That just seems way too insane. <laughs> Did you see the line for um, Ohio State Ruggers? Ohio State is favored by 53. <laughs> and I kind of kind of see them covering that. I know. I, I could. I, I'm definitely not taking... No, I'm, I'm not taking Ohio State. I, I don't like touching... Even though it seems believable, I'm not taking that... Uh, touching that, so... Yeah, it's a massive spread. What's, uh, what do you got for the NFL? Man, the easiest one I thought was the Lions... But since I can't take that one, you know, because that, you know, Dallas being the three point favorite over the Lions, um, the one I'm going to go for is that the Patriots are three and a half points uh, favorites over the Eagles. And I think the Patriots will cover that. Okay. Are there, um, there are no undefeated teams now, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, the Niners lost last night to the Seahawks. Uh, I don't like again outside of the Lions. I have not watched a single. I've watched. I watched the very end of the overtime with that when, um, right before they kicked the ball for the win. And really, like outside of that, I mean, I've watched minutes of other games. I've not watched the entirety of any other game. It just has not been that appealing to me. But anyways. Um, to wrap things up, we always have our questions of the week. I'll start with the one for Michigan here. Um, how many sacks will the Michigan defense have against MSU? And uh, I'll I'll start it off. I'm I'm throwing out four four sacks. So uh, I hate you. That's what I was gonna pick. Oh really? Oh man, I thought I thought I was kind of doing you a favor because I I was gonna guess that you might go with three, but yeah, I think I'm gonna go with three. Okay. 
Uh, to put it in a little bit of perspective, um, they are averaging. Oh, crap. I hit the wrong one. Oh, no, here we go. Uh, they are averaging 3.2 sacks per game. They have a total of 29 on the season. So they had um, four against Maryland, and then for two weeks they only had two, uh, two sacks per game. But against Iowa and Illinois, they had eight and six. So they're capable of putting up some big numbers. But So still down for three? Yeah. Okay. All right, what do you got for the Lions? Will Ezekiel Elliott rush for over 100 yards versus the Lions? And I say yes. Oh, man, yeah, I kind of... I don't really see how you could not say yes. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm going to go with yes on that one as well. So, there you have it. That's all we got. We got what looks to be potentially, hopefully, a good weekend for Michigan football. And on the other end, probably a continued sad dialogue for the banged up Lions. Yeah, most likely. Um, One thing we might have forgot. Did we have a voicemail? Oh, my gosh. Yes, we did. (laughs) Crap. Thank you. So we'll play it here at the end. Actually, um, as a little FYI, thank you, Brandon, for that. Um, Last week when we had the voicemail, I forgot it at the end, too. And then we did it, and we spliced it at the beginning. But I'm going to save myself a little bit of time. We'll go ahead and share it here at the end. Didn't thank Brandon, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, we haven't heard from Stephen, and I was starting to worry about him. I was going to have somebody check on him. <laughs> yeah, tweet, tweet out Stephen and be like, eh. yeah, no, we got, and I remember, I, I saw it yesterday too. And so that uh, was my mistake. So here we go. We got the voicemail from Steve. Sounds with Stephen. Oh, yeah. What's going on, y'all? Stephen Brown again. Before I get started, I want to, Brandon, I was going to tweet this, man. I ain't tweeted because I ain't want to put, I, you know, man, man, you, maybe you're just a calm, relaxed dude, but I promise, man, you sound like a, like, like one of those, like, late night disc jockeys, like on the quiet storm or, or, or a sex phone operator, man, like the way you talk. <laughs> yeah, man, you just, you just real relaxed, man, but it's like, I don't know if you're getting massages when you when you're doing this, but you just man, you're just real monotone like me. Well, you know, I, I agree with Stephen. Um, you know, the, the offense was, uh, you know, they were stagnant. I don't know what's that's how you sound. I mean, it's no knock to you. I ain't want to tweet it. I was like, man, I ain't want I ain't want a whole bunch of likes. I'm like, I don't want them, you know, messing with my man because I know you're still kind of new to the Blue Brothers. But man, you talk, man, you man, you talk like like you got something else going on, man. But it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. This call is is really about. Uh, Illinois and Michigan State. I know Michigan didn't play, but yeah, Michigan gonna murder them boys, man. I mean, it, it is what it is. This was that moment to sign. I, I, I guess you know, even when when you know certain quarterbacks aren't on Michigan's team, they still beat Michigan State. So uh, Brandon Peters did a heck of a job, from what I can gather. But yeah, Michigan gonna murder them boys, man. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying seeing Michigan State's downfall. I can't stand it. I, them in Ohio State. I hate equally. Equally, it's no different. 
But but man, Michigan State, those fans, Spartan Avenue, all those other clowns, when they were on top, when Michigan was going through it, they talked a lot of noise. Now they just gotta realize that you know their little brother. We put them in their place. Like they gonna get murdered. So it's gonna. I mean, I I think Coach Harbaugh's gonna make an example out of D'Antonio. I mean, Shay doesn't even have to play real good. I think Zach Charbonnet is gonna run for like one sixty and, and two touchdowns, man. They gonna get you know contributions from everywhere, like. It's going to be bad. I know Michigan State, they get up for Michigan, I understand, but you know how deflating a loss like this is? And then you got to go to Michigan where you, 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 Coach Harbaugh hadn't beaten them at home yet, but that's about to change. We, y'all, we know. Michigan State's about to get messed up. Messed up for real. Like Michigan, a week off, I don't even feel bad for what's about to happen to them because the fans talk too much. So I just called in the gloat, man. I mean, big up to Illinois. Uh, yeah, Brandon, it's all love, man. It's all, I ain't, I ain't, you know, no beef, but yeah, you, you, you talk, you talk funny, man. But yeah, Michigan State, man, they finna, they finna catch it, man. So, um, yeah, this has been Sounds with Steven. Um, look forward to next, next week's episode. Not, not this one, but next week. Be more Sounds with Steven after God willing, after Michigan beats him by, I think it'll be like 38 or 41 to 7 or something like that. It's gonna be bad, though. Alright, man, go blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk up, uh, you know, my kind of monotone, you know, sleepy sounded voice to the fact that we record around, you know, 11 o'clock or midnight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, that is definitely a factor. Yeah, I mean, you're really not going to get much either way for me. Uh, you know, by the time we record this, I've already kind of come down from you know any like anger or frustration I have with the team. Um, you know, and, and like with the Lions stuff. I've come to the point where I just kind of expect it and nothing really gets me too riled up with them. Um, you know, Michigan kind of irritates me a little bit more because I expect more from them. Uh, you know, by the time we record, though, it's like, you know, I've had time just to, to chill, you know, think about things and kind of, I guess, process losses or whatever. Um, yeah, because, I mean, believe me, like, I was super upset with the whole Wisconsin loss and everything. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I've been, well, uh, Brandon and I have been together for a few football games and yeah, we've both seen our frustrations and voiced our opinions. So yeah, I was actually going to say exactly what you said about how I think the lines have kind of, uh, kind of, I don't know if I would say ruined you as a sports, uh, sports fan, <laughs> but kind of like set your tone. Defeated me. Yes. So you're just kind of like, it is what it is. Yeah. Oh man. So no, that's great. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen, for that. It's actually hilarious uh, listening to that at the end because uh, it maybe, ironically enough, it was better for this episode that was at the end because, um, you know, I mean, he said thirty-eight or forty-one, and I was just like, oh my gosh, that's pretty funny because that's really close to what I was saying. And then mm-hmm. how you talked about your hate between the hate difference between Michigan State and Ohio State, and he comes out and he says that it's equal. So that was that was pretty funny. That was that lined up with some of the stuff that we said, you know, un, unintentionally. So that was pretty funny. So uh, yeah, I um, uh, another thing too that people might not realize. Not only first of all do we record late at night, I am able to be a little bit more vocal now and dynamic because at our new place, I don't have to worry so much about waking anybody. But I know that's not so much the case for you, Brandon. That uh, yeah, because the room that I record in literally shares a wall with my daughter's room, 
and uh, she's 14 months old. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, once she gets down to sleep, you know, I try not to get too riled up and wake her up. Mm-hmm. I, but yeah, yeah, no problem here. Like, I know what he's saying. I've heard it before. I told you one time that I was at a gas station and, you know, I, I went in and bought like some snacks or whatever. And the cashier told me that I had a narrator voice. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> so maybe that's what she was getting at. But, you know, maybe you guys are onto something. <laughs> Andy Dufresne. <laughs> never knew what was happening oh man no that that's pretty funny i i feel like i at some point i really do and another thing that goes on with it uh brandon and i of course uh are more comfortable than some of the other people i've sat down and talked to uh throughout the years of the podcast because we've known each other for so long uh which is good but Doing it in person, I've actually helped worked with and talked with other people who do podcasts and they do them record with the people in the same room. It's a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I re- I think at some point, I don't know when we'll be able to do it, but I really hope at some point that Brandon and I will be able to. Craig and I did it a handful of times where we actually recorded together at the same place. But I can almost guarantee that the dynamic would be noticeably different if we recorded together at the same place, just because it's so much easier to play off of each other. You know when somebody's talking, you know when you can jump in, uh, when you do it over Skype, because uh, we do it through Skype, but we don't do the video just because that kind of lags everything a little bit more and it can affect the uh, recording. So we just don't even bother with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it um, someday. I think it'll be interesting, but that is uh, pretty funny to hear that from Steven. So good stuff. And I always appreciate the weekly voicemails and I am certainly uh, interested to hear next week's. That is for sure. So uh, yes, thank you, Brandon again for mentioning that. And I had it in my notes, but uh, this week I had things all over the place. And so I walked right over that. Uh, any, uh, you, you caught one thing. Is there anything else to catch before we? <laughs> no, other than that, I think it was smooth sailing. Um, uh, yeah, just the voicemail is the only thing I could think of. All right. Good stuff. So, well, um, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. If you, um, ever want to call in like, uh, Steven did to our voicemail and leave us a message. You can call us at, uh, there we go. I always have to look it up to make sure I get it right. So it's 551-258-3276. Cause I would hate to tell you guys the wrong phone number and have you call somebody random. I've done that and I hated every minute of it. Uh, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> this is a Wendy's restaurant. <laughs> Were you thinking the office have, episode? Yeah, that I will have a chili and a baked potato. Okay. Uh, Can you have that ready for me? You have to come here to get it. <laughs> it's already ready. Oh, man. Yeah, we just watched that episode not too long ago again, so... Oh man, good stuff. Can't go wrong with the office. So, 
Uh, reminder too that uh, if you enjoy any conversations around entertainment, movies, uh, mostly movies, TV shows, some games, and other random stuff like that, we do that weekly, and that will be coming out later this week. That's our Blue Bros Two episode. So, uh, but yeah, uh, stay warm. We hope that there's good weather this weekend. Looks like potentially good things for Saturday in the least. Time will tell with uh, how things fall or don't fall apart on Sunday. But we appreciate you guys listening in. And until next time, go blue. Go blue.